Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Oh, gosh. All right, welcome in, everybody. Great to have you with us on uh, a wild day, certainly. So, all day long, this is the first time I've kind of ventured out of the house. I had a COVID exposure. All right. I'm putting my business in the streets. I've gone through all the... I've never had any symptoms, thank God. Tested out. Negative test, the whole nine, including one from yesterday. So, and it, look, it's been great. I haven't seen anybody. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Good times. I love man. it. But, um, you know, I, so I was getting back in the swing of everything else going on today and what would be a normal daily deal for me. And I'm driving. And Ben Byram, I kid you not, my car stops working. Oh, my God. Driving and it just stops. I've been there before. Did I'm you talking- check your blinker fluid? Yeah, I did. I checked the blinker fluid. And I just, I mean, a comedy of error, and I don't want to get into it, but I mean, it, it, it's, it's a heck of a story. Every, and I, I just, I mean, I got here, it, but it just was such a bad deal. Yeah. Uh, so I had no idea what the world was going on, and I'm getting people texting me throughout the day. I didn't either. I was Washington. in my little world. <laughs> I've got people here texting me. I've got... I mean, I, I honest to God have no idea what it's until I get here. What about an hour and a half before the show? I get into the building today. Yep. And we've got a great little show planned. We're very excited about it. It's good. I mean, we got guest canceling. We got other, uh, just all kind. And I'm, I'm thinking what the hell has happened here? I was not oblivious to what was scheduled to happen today. Yeah. But by God, and look, any kind of just violence and uh, protest and, 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 uh, assemble all you want but when you start the violent stuff either side not good and uh crazy stuff today absolutely horrendous yeah it, that's a good way to put it uh joe dooley will join us tomorrow uh we've got ron butler pitt county schools ad with us uh today i think it's a good time to talk to him they got uh, off the uh first couple nights got some high school basketball in i think uh north pitt got their season going monday Rose, the boys beat uh, Newburn's boys last night. I think Aiden Grifter was scheduled to play last night. I guess they did, right? And uh, I, I, somewhere in there, South Central starting soon. Maybe tonight. I don't know. But uh, it's, all, uh, it's all starting. But there's a ton of things to talk with uh, him about. The big story here, our friend Brett McMurphy from Stadium, uh, and many others as well reporting that because of COVID issues, within the Ohio State program. They're going to move the championship game, possibly. The discussions are on, is how the tweet was put. Is that correct, Ben? Yep. It was phrased like preliminary talks or something preliminary like that. Preliminary discussions. Yeah, I've been had because they would move the national championship game to December 18th rather than... January 18th, I'm sorry, uh, rather than uh, 
what, the 11th? So they're moving it back a week. Yep. It would have been Monday. We're really doing a lot here for Ohio State to make sure that they get their season in, aren't oh, we? Oh, yeah. We, their own conference kind of bends the rules right. a little bit. We were not going to have a seat. We're not going to play any games. Then, okay, we're going to play games. Big Ten decides they're going to do that. And then because of issues with Ohio State and the Big Ten and other teams, the COVID issues, they're going to, to back away. Committee, the committee gives them a, the benefit of the doubt and lets them in the well, playoffs in the first place. They, they prove they belong there, but they had to get a certain amount of games in, and they were going to fall short of getting those games in to qualify for their own conference. So, what does the conference do? Changes the rules. Yeah. Conference shortens their uh, their contact tracing and COVID protocols. Yeah, they shorten it by uh, several days, if not a week, in some cases. So here we are. With now all of these things going on, Ohio State, they've been bent over backwards. Where Northeastern, stinking Northeastern, uh, Northwestern had them beat. Couldn't, uh, couldn't end up doing that. So Ohio State rallies. They win the, the Big Ten championship game. Darn Northwestern. And, be, and they've played six games that they get into the playoffs. Which, again, we can have that debate that whether they should have been there or not. I, I say based on the committee should not have done it. Well, their only notable regular season win was Indiana, and they barely beat Indiana. I think that was the only team with a winning record that they had uh, yeah. that they had beaten all year. Outside saved, of was like Penn North, State. Save Northwestern. <coughs> Terrible Penn State team and yeah. just awful teams. So what winds up happening is this today, because of the COVID issues, they're going to get essentially, I guess, more time now you say more time and i understand people have to you know can't practice you want everybody to be sell, healthy and safe but that gives their coaches another week to kind of go through everything and brainstorm the last thing you want to do is give ohio state more time to prepare <laughs> well you know it's interesting ben they had not played i don't think they have not played consecutive weekends all year figures and now, and, and, and even though this wouldn't have been consecutive weekends, it still would have been within a 10-day period. Yeah. But now you're talking about a two-week period. And, I mean, there's fresh legs are something. Oh, yeah. Fresh legs are something. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that and see what happens. A lot of great reaction to the Rini and Golia interview yesterday. I do think Rini made a great point. Uh, our guy Trent McGee on sports uh, retweeted it uh, or tweeted it today. And, and I think this is a great point. Uh, you know, hats off to the players for what they did this year. I think that was a great point by Rini yesterday. Hey, really, there's a lot of people that deserve applause and deserve adulation, but you do have to give uh, the players a lot of credit this year. Because, look, a lot of the players, I mean, it's that age group, you know it well, Ben, you're in it, is a social group. Yeah, you're the exception, sure. but the, but, but it's a social group. It's a group that wants to congregate together. You're asking them to just not do anything. They right. got to isolate in their rooms isolate for a whole room. season. Yeah. Tough to do. So that's the case there. Uh, news out of Raleigh, NC state football today, making the, uh, announcement that Bailey Hockman much maligned by Wolfpack nation WPN during their, uh, during his time there. Uh, will not be returning to the team next year. He's headed uh, to the grad transfer route. So not, I guess maybe the transfer portal, but it's yeah. a grad transfer. It's yeah. not a, a guy leaving disgruntled in the middle of uh, 
his uh, tenure there. From what I understand, he wasn't very well liked by that little crybaby crowd anyway. Wow. Wow. That's Ben Byram. Send your cards and letters. Well, I'm a pirate, all right? I'm a pirate. So So Devin, but I mean, it makes sense. Devin Leary coming back, presumably healthy. Yeah. Look, Bailey Hockman did a fine job for them in a role this year of, of having to kind of get them through the season. And they won their eight games. Got to a bowl game. Got to a bowl game. Didn't protect, Nobody played particularly well, particularly Hawkman did not play very well in that. And uh, that is where we are uh, now. But look, there's not a quarterback crisis. Devin Leary, I think, a great quarterback, has a big future ahead of him. He blew up Twitter when he played. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he, was, he and Sam Howell are both really talented yeah. players. And I don't think uh, Sam Howell... Uh, is the best quarter? I mean, he's very good. Is he the best quarterback of the triangle? Devin Leary will, uh, healthy Devin Leary will have something to say about that. We also when we interviewed Rini yesterday. For some reason, I had in my mind the Heisman was this weekend. I had no idea they were doing it last week. I, yeah, I, there was like no promotion or anything. I just nothing. woke up this morning. Oh, I guess Devontae Smith is the Heisman winner. Good call, right? I say deserve it on that. I mean, oh yeah, for sure. Trevor Lawrence certainly, I think, is the probably Next should have been best. the guy, but I think that that. You know, well, you, th- you look at Lawrence, he missed the game. He had a little bit of a slow start early on in the season. I think Devontae Smith was probably the right choice. No, I, I don't think it was Mac Jones or Kyle no. Trask or anybody no, like that. I don't think so. I think uh, if somebody from Alabama is going to get it, that's the guy. But look, Alabama may have the, their three best players are on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, this is a very good, no, no. This is a great, great Alabama yeah. offense. And you're talking Jalen Waddle might be back. Yeah. And, and my thing is this, Ben, when you talk about Alabama, I mean, what Steve Sarkeesian has done is really, he, he's modernized an offense that was predicated on run first. It's an explosive, oh, yeah. legitimate offense. now, And I think that is uh, what makes Alabama, in my mind, the favorite whenever they play this game, be it the 11th or the 18th. I hope they will play at the 11th. Uh, we shall see. I think it's very interesting, though, they're going to seriously discuss pushing this thing back to the 18th. Something tells me it's getting moved back to the 18th, just based on what's happened if previously. That, if Ohio that State. comes out, why wouldn't, I mean, why would you even entertain the idea of it? Um, Let's see here. I'm, I'm getting always very interesting text messages from the always anonymous text line on other things. Cannot remember. That, that, that line scares me. I, no, no, I don't no, know. no, no, no. It's, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, so we'll get uh, we'll get into some other uh, uh, things as we mentioned the high school season starting. Ron Butler is going to be with us. Uh, college basketball from last night. Speaking of NC State, thought that uh, some horrendous officiating in that game. Yeah, kind of uh, a makeup call followed by a makeup call followed by a makeup call, etc. Call me crazy. I still think that team deserves to be ranked. I mean, you look NC at their State? yeah, you look at their two losses. It's it's become. It's come against ranked teams. I right. mean, St. Louis. And when they travel to St. Louis, they only had seven players. They were pretty thin. No, I, I believe uh, I, I'm with you there that uh, the pack probably are deserve to be ranked. I mean, they played Clemson very tough. Clemson might win the ACC regular season. Who knows? Can you believe that? <laughs> Just not a football school anymore. So is it this week or next week that they're playing UNC? Oh, I can check that yeah, for you. Yeah, check that. I, I don't know if it's this weekend, but it's at, it's at Carolina. So is this the year they finally... Uh, or they actually won. I think they did it last year. Yeah, they year, did it yeah. last year. So can they do? Can they get a winning streak going in Chapel Hill? They play them Saturday at Chapel so Hill. So can they get a winning streak going in Chapel Hill now? After I think the, so. After the 40-some-odd year. Meanwhile, UNC, and look, 
whether it's by a point or by a game winner from a very unlikely Actually, so- horrendous. <laughs> whether it's a game winner by a, a, an unlikely source, you've got a little win streak now for the Tar Heels. It's a tough one. It's a t- they had a grind for that that win streak. Well, they did, and they they beat a very meh <laughs> Miami team. That's all they've done is beaten very meh teams. So yeah, they still beat them. Yeah, that's true. That's how you wind up higher than you probably should be. You beat the teams that you probably should beat. Yeah, that's that's a recipe for sort of middle of the pack. Uh, I see on one of our vast bank of monitors in the studio here, uh, our friend Deputy Sheriff Cohen on there. Uh, which reminds me, uh, and I guess this announcement was going on around the time some of this craziness was happening in D.C., so I don't know if people caught this or not, but uh, the governor has extended whatever version of the lockdown we are under uh, now three more weeks. That kind of went under the radar if everything going on. Well, I was going to say. never yeah, known. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I'm here to provide info, Ben. Info and... Uh, your source. Yeah, your source for information and entertainment. But, yeah, three more weeks of this, at least. Uh, that's tough, and I, I just I think, this, as is evidenced by some of the things unfortunately happening today uh, with some terribly bad actors in that deal, uh, people are, are getting a little fed up with all of this. And uh, it's, a, it's a tough thing and a sad thing, for, particularly for business owners uh, in, in the hospitality business the bar business, et cetera. So. so you're looking at a big sports fan right here. Absolutely. There was crazy rumor that uh, the governor was going to shut some more things down as far as it pertains to scholastic sports, but that um, apparently did not happen today. And it's just, at this point, crazy rumor, I'm, I'm sure. People yeah, let's hope it stays that way. I think it will. By all accounts, everything has gotten off to a really good start. You know, the private schools have been playing – uh, in some cases, already uh, 10 games in some of their seasons, you know, 7 to 10 games. And they've handled it very, very well. Uh, I think the independent schools like JP2 here in Greenville, Parrot, Kinston, Pungover, and Bellhaven, I mean, a lot of the schools have handled it very, very And there's others here in Greenville. They've all handled Oakwood. They've all handled it very, very, very well, I think. And I'm not talking just the athletic component. I'm talking the, uh, the school in-person, face-to-face learning component. And that uh, should be commended. Uh, we div, we've got some Bojangles, right? Well, Bojangles gift card? Risk it for the biscuit. Yeah, that's another one you need to pull. We need to pull risk it for the biscuit. So we'll, uh, we'll do that. Uh, what are we going to do? Caller what going to break? Six. Caller six. Don't know where you got the six from, I, it but just I... just popped up in my head. All right. Don't, two, look, don't look into it. I'm not. 252-561-GAME. 252-561-4263. If you're caller six... You'll get a Bojangles gift card, courtesy of uh, your friend, the old P-Man. Uh, be kind to Ben Byron. Ben Byron will be kind to you when you call in at 252-561-GAME. Uh, we may do an Ask P-Man with that. Don't know. We'll get Ron Butler on uh, in just a few minutes. All ahead here on the Patrick Johnson Show, so stay with us. When preparing breakfast, it's important that you have quality ingredients. That includes fresh eggs, bacon or sausage, and most importantly... Clay Travis on the drive to work. Patrick Johnson on the drive home. And the best sports programming in eastern North Carolina. Oh, that really sounds magnificent. Right here on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. 
Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Uh, go online. We have the podcast of the show on 94.3 The Game, the newly revamped website. Well, about 30 minutes to an hour after, within that time frame. Uh, you can go back and relive the magic or experience it for the first time. 94.3thegame.com or wherever you download your favorite podcast, including Apple, Google, Spotify, et al. Patrick Johnson's show with you on this uh, Wednesday, hump day, all downhill from here. Ron Butler's been nice enough to uh, join us uh, here today. I wanted to uh, wish you a happy new year too, uh, Ron. Great to have you on with us. Uh, thanks for taking a few minutes. Thank you, Patrick. Happy New Year's to you. I uh, hope it's going to be a great year. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, there is uh, some reason, at least from the uh, sports side of things, to be uh, fairly optimistic so far. Basketball season has uh, started in the county. The volleyball season wrapping up. Uh, along with cross country, how have athletics gone since things uh, started in November and with the start of uh, basketball games and the start of football workouts? Well, Patrick, our uh, our goal is to compete and complete. And for the most part, looking at volleyball, regular season ending this week, and we'll start the playoffs there. So it looks like we've got a good shot of doing that and with volleyball and cross country and uh, swimming is going on as well. Um, of course, the, the strange thing about this year is about every two weeks we got a we got some more sports starting. I think uh, lacrosse and uh, men's soccer start Monday mm-hmm. the eleventh, mm-hmm. um, and every time they do that, everybody else is in a dead period for off season sports uh, for a few days. But you know, overall, the kids are getting an opportunity to compete, which is which is huge. And I've always said the best part of my job is I get to watch you know young people compete and. Uh, so that is happening. Uh, it, it is messy at times. It is frustrating at times with with the COVID and the, and the such and such. You know, somebody had contact. We played a team and somebody on the other team had it. Do we have to quarantine our team? And so it's messy. But I guess that's all necessary. Yeah, uh, they're playing basketball with uh, masks. Has that gone okay so far? You know, I, I was talking to a coach today who uh, had a game last night. Was he was telling me that uh, they had one of his players go to the bench because the mask had slipped, uh, you know, off the nose. And, uh, you know, he was just saying, boy, if, if, if they stop the game for every time that happens, we'd be stopping the game a lot. And, again, this is not someone who's complaining to complain about it. They just were kind of telling me about a play that happened in the game last night and, and made mention of that. Uh, out of town, nowhere around here. It was, it was actually down in the Fayetteville area. But, uh, you know, that, that would be – Tough to me, and I mean credit to these athletes. God bless them to uh, to you know be playing basketball, uh, a very cardio uh, type of sport, a very movement based sport. And here they are with uh, with these masks on. Is that is that going okay so far? You know, it's it's tough. You mentioned it. Now these kids are resilient, and I tell everybody from my office to the superintendent's office is two flights of stairs. And uh, even at my age and weight, I know they can handle it pretty well, but yeah. when I put that mask on, right. that's a different trip. Yeah. Um, but these kids are resilient, and um, I think as long as we don't spend a lot of time telling them what they can't do, I think they'll be okay with it. But, 
in the games and stuff, you do see after you know a couple you know fast breaks. Of course, in basketball is is like that. Uh, you'll see people holding their masks out or dropping it down to get a breath because you know oxygen is is important uh, yeah. to these young athletes. And uh, so it's going okay, but I mean, can they just leave it up there all the time? That that's very difficult. Yeah. Ron Butler, director of athletics, Pitt County Schools, uh, with us uh, here as uh, high school hoops has started back up. Other sports will be starting over the next few weeks. We've got uh, football and, and some of the workouts with that already starting at uh, some places and a few weeks away from uh, football starting, which uh, I think we're all looking forward to. Ron, what, what are the uh, numbers, restrictions for indoors right now, and, and has there been anything updated? I guess the governor's extended um, his deal for three more weeks um this sort of current mode we're under as far as uh lockdown as people want to call it for lack of a better term uh so what are the numbers with that as far as outside but also inside what what is being done for parents and and any uh you know people who are uh, part of a player's family that sort of thing so if it's an outside event, you're limited to either a percentage of your total or 100. In most of our locations, we're pretty much, if you're outside, you're limited to 100 uh, spectators. Mm-hmm. Inside, we're limited to 25 spectators. Now, that does, that does not count essential personnel. That's not scorekeepers and things like that. Um, so essentially, they can have 25 paid fans to attend a basketball game. And if I'm not mistaken, aren't they uh – if you have the normal schedule of JV, varsity girls, varsity boys, there's a little bit of a, a kind of a clearing out a period of time uh, between oh, games. Absolutely. And, so, yeah. uh, and it's up to each conference or if they're not in the same conference, the two teams playing. Now, most of them, what they're doing is they're, they're only allowing in home fans. So if you're home, you get to allow your 25 fans and they're, they're separating it by games. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, if, if you've got the JV boys, 25 fans, that game's over. Those fans leave. You bring in 25 fans for the girls' game. Mm-hmm. After that game, they leave and you know they'll, they'll clean, but then they'll also put the fans in a different area, right? Uh, and, right. and social distance. So, yeah. Um, so if you've got three games uh, or four, if you've got four games and then you've got JV girls, essentially you, you have 100 fans that can attend that night, just 25 at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got you spread out, if you will. Uh, we've got Ron Butler with us uh, here. There was a big concern as all these sports start up here in. Uh, the 2021 portion of this uh, academic year about field space availabilities for practices. Not every school is created equal. Uh, there's also the concern about transportation and how that's being handled. Any, any further uh, developments on that? I think the last one we talked to you, it was a little bit of a, uh, a moving target still. Well, there's, you know, most of our schools have, or some of our schools have two full-size gyms. A couple have a, an auxiliary gym. Um, Farball only has one gym, so that's different depending on what you've got for a gym when, when you're inside. Uh, as far as transportation, those rules are still the same. You're limited to one per seat unless they're family members, and if they're family members, they can sit together. Of course, when you have family members, they don't want to sit together, but we're not giving them a choice there. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, we're still we're dealing with kids. Don't forget, you know, we, we're still dealing with kids. And, right. Um, so transportation is an issue. Um, and some people are, are, are traveling, uh, you know, not their full rosters because if you put a boys and girls team together, I mean, you're only allowed, you know, most of our, most of our buses have 22 seats. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so you're really only allowed 22 people and you've got the driver and a coach. So it really drops you down to 10 or 11 per team that you, you get to travel with. 
Ron Butler is uh, with us uh, here. One of the other big uh, moments um, of the last few weeks, something that's garnered a lot of uh, chatter uh, in the scholastic circles has been uh, the, the realignment, now the proposed conferences. And uh, right. one cool thing about that is, um, you know, all of the Pitt County schools are, are kind of spread out between two conferences, which I think is, yeah, is pretty cool. I, I think that's great. Um, but I tell you what, that I don't know what it's going to be called, but that 3A, 4A, that Rose, Conley, South Central, New Bern, Havelock, uh, Jacksonville, I believe, Northside Jacksonville, and Richlands are in. There's word that Richlands is appealing that, but that's a that's a it's a tough putt in, in as far as high school football goes. A lot of state championships <laughs> among that and group. That's what you that's that's what you want. I mean, that would be you know, um, and not just football. I mean, looking at all the other sports, um, that would be a, that would be a fantastic conference. And uh, and actually, look, I look forward to watching that conference go. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that would be something. So are, are you feeling and, and the rea- uh, reaction you've gotten from those particular schools, South Central, Conley, Rose, has, has that been, are they, are they enthusiastic about that? And are you enthusiastic about uh, that league? Well, yeah, it's mostly positive. We're, we're, we're excited with that. No, Jacksonville isn't, you know, it's not the easiest trip, but it, you know, we had Rose going to uh, Wilmington a few years back. It's not going to Wilmington and, uh, so overall, it's good, and and really excited with us having one foray with Conley and and Newburn uh, to 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 be in that conference, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's a, that's a great conference with Havelock in there as well. That's uh, that that's going to be very exciting. Yeah. Uh, but yes, for the most part, we're very very excited. Now these these conferences aren't finalized yet. Right. Some people are putting in the appeals. The one with North Pitt, Aiden, and Farmville. I think the uh, the North Side and South Side, the one A schools, would like to have a different home from from Washington, which would be, is also in that conference. And, mm-hmm. and that may happen and that would be fine as well. But, um, we're very fortunate. We're here. We're centralized and we've got such a, a big group at each conference that, you know, we're, you know, no matter what changes they do, it looks like the conference is going to be very good for us. And those schools you mentioned, uh, North Pitt, uh, Farmville, Aiden, they all kind of like the landing spot where they are. Well, they do. And, you know, it, it is nice to have, you know, our three, Two A county schools in the same conference. Now, on the other hand, it's awfully nice sometimes when they're not in your conference because that's a great non-conference game. Oh yeah, right. You know, and yeah. and uh, you know, and, and you look at Farmville and Green and their rivalry, and um, you know, and Green Green would be looking at that conference with Aiden Farmville, um, Green, North Pitt, Washington, and then the two uh, Beaufort County one A schools. But that's a great rivalry whether you're in the conference or not. Um, so. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we're very happy with, with that realignment, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Ron Butler with us. We appreciate you taking a few minutes with us here today. Uh, as far as, you know, anything that any parents of student-athletes need to know as we get uh, 2021 going and, and try to get a lot of games and practices in over the next several months. Well, one, uh, we ask everybody to have patience, and then please let me apologize to anybody I haven't called back today. I've got a list of about 50 <laughs> Uh, names and numbers that I have not had a chance to to call back. Right. Um, but also understand that the rules and the protocols, and we're trying to follow everything we're supposed to do. And, and all these things change daily. You know, normally in the last dozen years, any rule you ask me, I pretty much knew. Well, now if you ask me a specific, well, let me look it up because it could have changed. Um, and, I, and all these things have blinking caveats that this is a living document. It can, it can change. But all these rules apply to everybody. 
And, you know, you, you look at some people and they're upset that, you know, my daughter or my son's out, you know, and they, they should have been able to come back this, this day. You know, why can't they play Friday if they can play Saturday? Well, mm-hmm. we just have to follow the rules. Yeah. And, and, and we plan to do that. Of course, if you look at the New England, I mean, not the New England, the, um, the football player for New Orleans, you know, mm-hmm. if his playoff game is Sunday, he can play. If Saturday, he can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's just that. And, and uh, there is some of that. And yeah. I get it. Um, but that we've got to follow the rules. And, um, and I know every, and look, I'm a parent. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm expecting my first grandchild in June. Wow. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's huge news for me. But so I get it. And I, you know, I had my, both my children were athletes and I know it's different as a parent. Yeah. But, you know, we've got to look at, at everybody and try to treat everybody fairly in this thing. Yeah. Uh, Ron Butler, soon to be a grandfather. There you go. A little breaking news out of this uh, with uh, Ron Butler. Uh, great to talk to you. Thank you for taking the time with us. We appreciate it. And we'll uh, uh, be keeping an eye. If there's anything we need to let the uh, folks know, uh, parents, family members of, uh, of the student athletes, let us know. We'll, we'll pass it along, certainly. We, we will. Now, look, we, um, I will let you know one thing. You know, basketball in middle school. Oh yeah, we were supposed to start. We were supposed to start today. You know, the little issues. What you know with our school board and if we were going to be in school. Right. Now, where we are right now is, if we're in school on Tuesday, mm-hmm. we plan to start middle school basketball. So next, for face to next face, week. Next week. Okay. Next week. Now, does that impact the, the high school? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, does that impact the high schools if you go uh, to remote? How does that impact things? Only if the superintendent and board say they want us to. Now, gotcha. if we go virtual, it's almost impossible to do middle school. Yeah. Because um, yeah. no, no one drives to middle school. Right. Um, At least we hope not. in high school, you, <laughs> right. you hope not. Uh, it does happen occasionally. But in, I've, in high I've school, known a few you know, guys back in the good old days, Ron, that, that did. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand, you know. I, I direct driver's education. I know that well. But uh, so, you know. Unless we're told specifically to shut down, the high school athletic association tells us to shut down. Right, yeah, yeah. High school would continue either way. Gotcha. Uh, middle school, if if we end up going uh, virtual, uh, even if it's for a week or two, we'd probably say goodbye to basketball, and let's try to get ready and prepare to do the spring sports, the baseball, um, mm-hmm. softball, and soccer. But well, let's, let's, if we're face-to-face next Tuesday on the 12th, we plan to start middle school basketball. And there are a lot of people excited about it, so I hope those kids can play because that would be great for them, well, too. I'm glad you brought that up. We, we, we hope so. It, it, it is messy. Um, I've got to send a lot of you know, the, pro, the procedures and protocols out to the, the middle school ADs. Uh, no, yeah. It is not easy, and I, and I feel for the coaches and the ADs and what, they, what everybody's having to do, but, uh, but it is necessary as yeah. well. Nice to talk to you. Congratulations on the good family news. And, uh, again, if there's anything we can pass along, don't hesitate to let us know. Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate all, all you right. do. There he goes. Uh, that's uh, Ron Butler, Pitt County Director of Athletics. Uh, we've got breaking news. A pirate has entered the transfer portal. Not Nigel Not right? All right, Ben Byram will uh, give you that update. Breaking news right now. Ben Barham here with your 94th Indie Game Sports Update. Breaking news out of Pirate Football is running back Darius Penix Jr. has announced that he's entered the transfer portal. He didn't cite a specific reason for why he made the decision, but he says he will always cherish his time here in Greenville. Penix had 120 rushing yards, averaging 2.7 yards per attempt, along with four total touchdowns this past season for the Pirates. Elsewhere in college football, Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith has claimed the Heisman Award. He's the first wide receiver to do so since 1990. 
1991 when Desmond Howard last claimed it. He's also only the fourth ever wide receiver to ever win the award. Clemson's Trevor Lawrence finished second in Heisman voting, followed by Alabama quarterback Mac Jones and Florida quarterback Kyle Trask. Speaking of Trevor Lawrence, he's decided to enter the 2021 NFL Draft, where he's expected to be the consensus number one overall pick. Because of COVID issues at Ohio State, there are preliminary talks about postponing the college football national championship game until January 18th. As of right now, the game remains scheduled for Monday night. NC State quarterback Bailey Hockman has announced his decision to leave the 24th-ranked Wolfpack as a graduate transfer into the transfer portal. And Memphis quarterback Brady White wins the 31st Campbell Trophy as college football's top scholar-athlete. EC Women's basketball looks to bounce back against a tough loss to 18th-ranked South Florida as they battle t- Temple and Midges Coliseum tipping off tonight at 6. Tonight, Sarah DaCosta will look to score her career 1,000th point here at East Carolina. She'll need 11 points to do so. The Pirates look to move to 4-1 in conference play. They win tonight. Playing men's college hoops tipping off tonight, but we start with some action that is currently underway as we have an American Conference matchup between the Pirates' next opponent in USF and Tulsa. The Golden Hurricane currently leads the South Florida Blue Bulls 46-36. With 10 minutes left in the second half, Tulsa forward Austin Ritchie leads all scores with 15 points and 3 rebounds. Tipping off later tonight at 6.30, Louisville hosts 19th-ranked Virginia Tech. The Cardinals are favored in that game over their ranked opponent by 4 points. The over-under at 131.5 at 7. 9th-ranked Tennessee takes on Arkansas. The Razorbacks are the underdogs by 8.5 points with the over-under at 144. Wofford battles UNC Greensboro. The spread has that game dead even. With the over-under at 139.5 at 8. We have a Another American match matchup between 11th ranked Houston and Wichita State. The Houston Cougars are favored by 11.5 points with the over-under at 134.5. At 8.30, we have a matchup between two ranked opponents as 10th ranked Michigan hosts 16th ranked Minnesota. The Minnesota Golden Gophers are the underdogs by 7.5 with the over-under at 149. 21st ranked Duke battles Boston College. The Blue Devils are the 11.5 point favorites. The over-under at 150. A non-second ranked Baylor matches up against Oklahoma. The Sooners are 11 point underdogs. The over-under at 150 and a half. Seventh ranked Creighton hosts Seton Hall. The Creighton, the Creighton Blue Jays are favored by five and a half. The over under at 148. And wrapping up all the action, 22nd ranked Virginia takes on Wake Forest. The Demon Deacons are the 14 point underdogs. The over under at 123 and a half. From the NFL, the Pro Football Hall of Fame announced this 15 finalists for this year's upcoming class. Among those who made the cut include Panther great Sam Mills and fellow former Panther Jared Allen. Legendary quarterback Peyton Manning also made the, the finalist list, as well as Charles Woodson, Calvin, Calvin Johnson, Torrey Holt, Reggie Wayne, Rondé Barber, Clay Matthews Jr., Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Alan Fenetica, Richard Seymour, and Zach Thomas. Voting for the Hall of Fame will take place on the 19th, the committee narrowing down the list to five choices. The Carolina Panthers are now also without a quarterback coach, as Jake Peets has accepted a gig with LSU to be their new offensive coordinator. Panthers rookies Jeremy Chin and Derek Brown have been selected to the Pro Football Focus All-Rookie Team, and after dealing with what seemed like a major COVID crisis early in the week, Cleveland Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski is ready to move forward full speed ahead at the latest test and revealed no positive test. If you're a 94 through the game sports update, I'm Ben Byram. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today. The brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 943 The Game. 
Uh, welcome back. Great uh, to have Ron Butler on. Appreciate him coming through for us uh, today in uh, what has been a, a crazy day. So uh, we were checking. You and I were talking about this the last two days, actually, off the air. About We checked you know, Transfer Portal and see what uh, news may or may not have been developing. And I kind of forgot that Darius Pinnock was still kind of hanging out there. And uh, boom, there he has uh, decided to enter the portal. Uh, and, uh, that makes sense. Uh, you know, he had some injuries that have slowed him down the last couple of years. I think this coaching staff really liked him. I think he had a, a really great work ethic. I just think that he saw the obvious writing on the wall. I mean, you have the rookie of the uh, year, freshman of the year, whatever you want to call it in the American you got Keaton Mitchell. Who and then you got really Keaton well Mitchell, yeah. who was, uh, I think, got better and better as the year went on and obviously had a huge game, closed the season. But, I mean, you have Rajay Harris and Mitchell both returning. R-A-H-J-A-I, Rajay Harris, for those of you checking our spelling and everything else about us, they check it out quite frequently. So, Go ahead, Steve. But Rajay, <laughs> Rajay, I set you up for that one. Rajay Harris. And Keaton Mitchell, and then there was a couple of uh, running backs, if I'm not mistaken, highly touted in the uh, recruiting class. Yeah. So I think for Darius Penix, uh, it's a numbers game. And I, I don't know his academic situation. I always had heard in, in our visits with Darius, he would seem like a very bright and very good kid. So I, I you know, hope academically he's been able to use his time here to – achieve a degree if not come close to achieving a degree the other uh part about today is i don't have my computer with me oh well I, he said he's about to graduate in okay a few months, so. well I, thank you for filling in that blank because and that's great i mean that's that's really what all of these young men and women are coming here for is to get a chance to not only follow the sport that they're in to the maximum end be that as a professional or be that it's just a sport that you would excel in collegiately and and then not you know have a chance to pursue professionally for whatever reason depending on the sport uh, or maybe you go and be an olympian we've seen that with uh, some ecu track and field stars in the past but uh, the big thing is they get a degree and they get that uh, that education paid for because of their talents which is is, is is excellent and i'm very happy in the case of darius Penix that he is close to wrapping things up as far as his academics go gives him a chance to perhaps earn a post-grad degree or get started on that. So I, I don't think he's going to have any problem finding a place to play. Now where that will be, I, I don't know. Uh, not the fleetest of foot, but that's not his game. His game is to yeah. run it up the middle and, uh, his North game the is, South baby. I love it. And, and that's, and he was good at it when healthy. He was very, very good at that. It just had, I just wonder had the injuries, taking a step away from him maybe uh we'll see i very good kid certainly class act for sure class act uh and i'm I'm happy that he wound up um in the situation that he can leave here essentially having completed his education and now will have a chance to to go somewhere and uh, play another year and i think that's a, a great thing for him 
but writing was certainly on the wall um, for Darius Penix. He was injured, but he also, when healthy, just wasn't getting a ton of run. And, uh, you know, sometimes a fresh start in these situations is, is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt he's going to get some playing time somewhere and be playing somewhere next year. So, Well, the thing is this, Ben. I mean, he's a, I, I don't think he, because of the no penalty this year, he doesn't have to go to an F, FCS school. And I'm not knocking oh, yeah. anybody that does, but he can go to another FBS program. And it may not be an American caliber or higher program. It could probably, it might be, uh, you know, a Sunbelt or a, uh, a Mac or a Mountain West type of program. Hey, the Sun Belt Conference did very USA. well this year. Got a lot of nationally televised games. He so. would be a real asset because physically he's a big guy. He's a tough guy. And if he's healthy, he'll be able to perform. And he's he's played. America's a great football conference. I mean, it is. Head to head, it's it's as tough a league as you will, you will find. And it's as uh, tough a league as you will participate uh, in. So all the best to Darius Penix. Let's, uh, you know, he had a, you mentioned when you called him Darius Penix, he had a very tough kind of off season That's right. and he had uh, a very tough in season off the field, uh, the death of a mentor and a, a death, I believe of his father. I mean, there was some real tough things that he had to kind of endure. And that's the thing I think we get lost in sometimes with some of these, these kids is, you know, they, not only have had to deal like we all have with this COVID mess, but you still have, you know, real life issues going on. And, you know, they're something that he had to deal with this year, but it was incredibly uh, sad to learn of, of that tragedy that he was dealing with dating back to the summer and uh, credit to him for uh, being a kid that, uh, trying to, to lead and lean forward into all of that. You never heard a bad thing about he's it was a problem or any kind of questionable actions off the field. He was just a hardworking, really highly thought of kid by the coaching staff. I'm sure this was not a, a this is not a decision they were cheering. I'm sure it's a decision his teammates certainly understand, but probably hurts him he was he was a very well-liked guy from by all accounts from what i remember i remember mike houston kind of saying that he was kind of looked at as a mentor in that running back room for those kind of exactly. young guys yeah so. and, and and let's face it i'm sure he imparted some of his knowledge onto them there. oh yeah he absolutely uh he absolutely did that you know he did so that's the big uh deal there as far as the pirate football goes today and as far as a pirate report would go today as well let me tell you uh uh, we did this happen over the holidays. Your guy, your guy, your buddy, Nigel, not. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> he entered the transfer portal. Oh, he sure did. Were we, were we doing shows or did he do it a week? We were not doing shows. It was, I, I think it was, I want to say it might've been in a report. No, okay. it was, it was during the holiday. It was okay. Yeah, definitely. during. The so holiday. Nigel not entered the transfer portal. My friend, Nigel, not. Well, he, this is a little, we're pulling the curtain back here a little bit. It was a weird situation. Bizarrely this year, unsolicited, I might add, because Ben Byram's no jock sniffer. <laughs> um, ben gets this message. It was on. I'm putting your business in the streets here. Yeah. It was on Instagram, right? Yep, on Instagram. Doing it for the gram. And it's from Nigel Knott, and he's writing you. And like, Yeah. 
I didn't seek this guy out. No, you didn't think I followed him or anything like that. You didn't like follow that. him or anything like that. And and so Nigel Knott, who was the kid who'd played a couple years at Alabama. Alabama, yeah. Transferred in. Didn't play this year. To ECU. And yes, did not play this year because, uh, I, from what we understand, had was injured. Yep. And I think he may even have confirmed to you at some yeah, point, yeah, I am injured. Did. I think it was during one of our pregame shows. He, he might did. have, yeah. I was dying to let it out. Like, <laughs> I don't want to get him in trouble. Well, and I didn't want to get him in trouble either. And, and again, we were not soliciting this information from him necessarily. He no, he just volunteering us, yeah. to, to Ben and to us. And I mean, it was, and that was kind of his deal at Alabama. I mean, he couldn't get on the field because yep. he was just hurt all the time. So I really hope that you know all these kids get a chance at a, a really good and fresh start. But wasn't not is this public knowledge that he got his account had some issues yes. yes he put this on the story later on he uh oh so it was so he put it out he did yeah. on his insta story yeah later on he was he did put it but he had to unfollow a bunch of people because he bought instagram he followers. bought it who is he joe ovius yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's buying followers i don't know he i don't know his whole but instagram he wrote about, a little strange that, that instagram account was interesting it was kind of well he was never in greenville he was always somewhere else, going on some trip somewhere to some other Are you sure or? these weren't uh, stories that were of days gone by, and that's why he was, or were these modern day? No, these are modern. He was always like, who's in Atlanta right now, or who's in this town, or this city? Are and you serious? I'm serious. I'm sure he's got something over there right now. Who, who's popping off? Are you not following? Are you guys not corresponding now? Is not going to be pen pals? I, I just said, hey, I heard you're in the transfer portal. Wish you well. He never responded. Didn't re- so, he yeah. didn't need you anymore. Yeah. He didn't need you yeah, to I disseminate he information. Aside, he cast yeah. you aside. He got my attention, and then he just, I don't know. Who, who needs it now? That was an inter- interesting Instagram Very account. strange. I didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for He kept if, asking me to hang out and stuff like that. He did, didn't he? Yeah, he was a little weird. Well, see, I would think you'd be the weirdo because you wouldn't want to hang. I mean, it's very normal for young people to want to congregate as we talk. But about. I didn't know him. I didn't know this guy. I mean, well, he, he wanted a friend, Ben. He he looked at you as kind of a, you know. I, I guess so. I should have l- took him up on his offer. I would a, not have. I, two, if I were you, yeah. I think you made the right decision. <laughs> I, I saw you showed me some of those pictures. Those, but, you know, good for Nigel Knight. I saw he's getting interest from some bigger schools out there. I think I saw Michigan State, Michigan, some yeah. of the bigger schools. So no, great for, for him. him. Look, yeah. I hope, like I said, I hope anybody that enters this situation this year, uh, they're doing so in an earnest way, and they're doing so in a way where they will get some, uh, an opportunity to, you know, Get a fresh start. And uh, just as long as everybody's healthy and safe, that's the big deal. All right. Uh, Time out. Come back. We'll wrap this puppy up next. And Pirates. Later. Panthers. Go, baby. Very good. The P-Man. Put its pants. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. And now... The stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Thanks to uh, Ron Butler for being on with us today. We really appreciate uh, that. Tomorrow, Joe Dooley joins us. We're one-on-one with Coach Dooley tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Absolutely horrendous. Hopefully it won't be. Hopefully we'll do a good job. I know Coach will be great. I just Pirates will play at home again at 1 on uh, 
Saturday against USF. I guess ECU women's basketball playing at home tonight against Temple. And uh, maybe some uh, post sound from that. Uh, Ben Byram, great job as always. And we will catch you tomorrow for an exciting edition of the Patrick Johnson Show.